I connect best to the concept of God when it comes to being the golden rule practitioner, the silver rule practitioner, the iron rule practitioner, and the good Samaritan practitioner in regards to all areas of my life and all areas of the lives of others. I assert that empirical reason and observation of the natural world can potentially or possibly reveal deity existence through nature. As well as potentially or possibly be the criteria for the existence of an aura that many people would say supreme being or the universe creator. And I'm also thoughtful of the fact that rational thought is how I try my best to process the concept of the existence of God. I am into revelation through research, science, The academia scholarship of scholars, hypotheses. The testing of extraordinary claims that are most made through religious texts. As well as peer-reviewed trained professionals. Now, I am what you call a deist because I practice deism. Because I recognize that 
we may not always have the intervention in ways that we want to of this aura that many people would also call the most high. I feel like I don't want to have over-reliance on revealed religions and religious authority because I do not want to limit wisdom. Um, I feel like for me I've always struggled to feel fully convinced of the existence of God. I've had that struggle for for, uh, 24 years because I experienced racism as a black person. I experienced ableism as a person labeled with autism. And I experienced adultism, adult supremacy as a child with an organized crime. Um, and that struggle still persists. And it's much smoother for me to... face this struggle because of the healing work that I do daily. And I have way more kind-hearted people in my life. Um, so, when you ha- so when I have more kind-hearted people in my life, it's much easier to face lifelong struggles that I never asked for. They were thrown at me. I was forced to struggle with these things. And the existence of God has always been an enigma to me because the, the, the ultimate gray area of my life is God. What does that mean? The concept of God has been the area of my life where I've had the most questions out of all the questions I've ever asked about life. I've had the most, I had the most more questions than answers when it comes to the concept of God to any other area of my life. And the reason why I call it a struggle is because there are things about life that are explainable, then there are aspects of life that are unexplainable. So, Could there be at least one divine prudence in life? Possibly, potentially. Do I have full understandings? No. The concept of God is the areas where I have the most not understanding of all the areas of my life. 
because there are certain parts of life, including many concepts that are outside of my human comprehension. I'm not belittling my intellect nor my intelligence. In fact, I'm complimenting my intellect and my intelligence by acknowledging that because of my intellectual humility, I humbly acknowledge but not feel enslaved to all of my intellectual limitations. So when it comes to the concept of God, there are more unfilled blanks than filled blanks. More questions than answers. Um, There are more gray areas than black and white. There are more mysteries than certainty. Because the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So the more you educate yourself, the more ignorance you reckon you acknowledge that you have. That's how true intellectuals like myself understand wisdom. And so I can't completely reject um the existence of what is called deity or divine because the only life that I'm fully certain of in terms of who's real and what's real in terms of beings that are humans and animals and insects that's what I know for certain anything else it could be a god or gods it could be what they call angels or demons or Satan. I'm not fully certain about those those concepts because of what I truly don't know. There are things about life that could it be possible that science can't confirm every concept? Maybe. Maybe not right now, maybe not ever, or eventually, just not happening right now. So those concepts, it's like the concept of extraterrestrials. We're still doing research on it. So is it possible that science is... Yeah, science does have limitations. Scientists will acknowledge at the same time, can it confirm every... Um, otherworldly concept, every supernatural concept. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if they ever will. Because even with science, the more answers you question, the more questions that people want answers to. And I experienced that the most with the concept of God and supernaturalism and otherworldly. And so I, at times, 
I'll say this. So many people said, this is how so many people have said to me um, that they appreciate me sharing my thoughts on religion because it's helpful to them. And I appreciate that. I would I want to explain something. I'm not completely rejecting the concept of God, but I completely reject human rights abuses and human rights violations that people depict God as. So it's like You have people saying in religion that God is genocidal, that God is misogynistic, and that God is a slave driver. Those are depictions of God that I completely reject. Any depiction of God that is rooted in human rights violations and human rights abuses when it comes to scripture and outside of scripture I completely reject them all because those are all anti-love which is hatred Um, anti-love is pro-hatred and I don't look at the concept of God that way because It's just nauseatingly barbaric to me that people will even say, hey, I'm going to make Jesus out to be the inventor of Trumpism. That makes me want to throw up. That's how disgusting and filthy and nasty and trifling that is to me. Um, so, that's my definition of deism for myself. And... I'm into um, this other concept that I've mentioned about, but I really want to put these together so you can understand um, how I'm feeling. So I want to reword something. I I don't want to say weak agnosticism because I don't want agnostics to feel attacked because that's not what I'm doing. I would say that I am of the view that the existence or non-existence of God or gods is currently unknown. But it is possible that it is not necessarily unknowable 
given the proper evidence. Will that happen in the future? That's the question I'm still asking in terms of when will the all the proper evidence be given. Do I withhold judgment on the existence of God or God until more evidence is available? Um, yes. Could it be possible that someone knows whether God exists or not? It's possible. Do I fully know? That's the mystery that I hope I can see solved. Um, so, New, New World Encyclopedia would say I'm, I'm of weak agnosticism, mild agnosticism, soft agnosticism, open agnosticism, empirical agnosticism, temporal agnosticism. They would say, you're saying that I don't know whether God exists or not, but maybe you do. So that's what New World Encyclopedia would say about me. Um, then there's agnostic theism, also called religious agnosticism. And I don't want to offend anybody to say that. It's just that the concept of God is, is, is it's so weighty that my brain is speechlessly amazed at the concept. So I'm of the view that I do not claim to 100% know the existence of God or gods, but I still think that there could be at least one divine prudence. So, New World Cyclopedia would say, but you still believe in the existence of such a being. That's what they would say. And as agnostic theists, I happily admit of my ignorance humbly. And one of the reasons why is that I hope to um, I hope to in my lifetime or other people's lifetimes that we can eventually um, have this question fully answered. You know, is God real? You know. So more people can be able to have more rest for their hearts. Um, would it be nice to become closer to this divine prudence? I would say for me, um, I will want to ask it more questions. Just all the questions that science seemingly cannot answer. And I would just want to know. How come we don't fully have all of the. 
mechanisms to get all the wisdom we need in regards to evil and suffering? Why are scholars disagreeing with each other concerning religious texts? Why is science and religion usually bumping heads with each other? Why all the denominations? Why all the religions? Um, why all the, the scandals? Why all the pandemic viruses? Um, why... Why are some prayers answered the way people want it to be according to how they would interpret that? And why are some people who have prayed for things and it's not answered the way they want it to be? How come certain bad people get their prayers answered and good people don't in the way the good people want it? But it seems like the bad people, I live the good people, you could be 90 and be evil your whole life, but you have people who passed when they were in their 20s and they were the greatest human beings to ever breathe. Um, why not appear to people in ways that they could fully understand that you exist? Why faith in you, but you're an all-knowing deity according to scripture? but we don't have all knowledge of you in terms of knowing your full existence. So why do we need to have faith in you when we can just have knowledge in you? Um, why do we have to believe in you, but we don't intimately know you? Well, we don't have intimacy with you. It's better to have intimacy with you than to believe in you. And because if I know and have intimacy, then my question is fully answered about whether you're real. Because to even have faith or believe, there's still an element of, I'm not sure, but I hope to be sure. And then I know for myself, while it is possible that the divine is around, sometimes I despair of ever fully comprehending what it is in which I want to know. What it is in which I know and what it is in which I believe. I don't want to become closer to God piously, but I want to become closer to God through logic and science and knowledge and facts and data and research and statistics and ratios and hypotheses and even the overwhelmingly scientifically endorsed evolution you know I have not seen creationism be 
overwhelmingly endorsed in science. And my question to this deity would be, why is it that many and or most scientists are not practitioners of any religion? If you're all, I'm not talk. I'm not talking like Satan. I don't want non. I don't want believers to get it twisted. It's Bible says you are a revealer of knowledge, but many or most scientists reject your existence. Why? Well, how come you're not fully revealed through science in a way that everyone can understand? Um, I don't become close to God piously. To me, that's concerning because I'm not into... Um, The whole um, limiting myself to this is how we always do things. I'm into making sure that what we do, there's always room to learn, grow, and evolve in the healthy directions. So I had to mention these things because the existence of God is such a huge gray area for me that I it it, it just makes me all I can do is think. And all I can do is study. Some things are so gray area that I allow the mystery to be. Do I, would it be nice for God to fully exist? I would say so because that means at least When we die, all the questions we have can be fully answered. So the existence of God for me, it's it's not simplistic. It's complex. It's complicated. Um, could it be possible that it could be just the universe that did all this? That's possible. Could it be possible that there's at least one saintly helper? That's possible. Many people would call that saintly helper. More people would call that saintly helper Jesus more than any other religious figure in all the other religions. Would it be nice that Jesus turns out to be that saintly helper? It would make me feel a whole lot better about fighting for Jesus when I was being abused. 
And in regards to the concept of God, if that could be fully answered while I'm breathing, it'll make me feel a whole lot better about accepting Jesus' teachings that my grandma Claire taught me. At the same time, I have mixed feelings regarding the existence of God and even Jesus. I dare say the Holy Spirit because I was introduced to the Christian faith while being introduced to organized crimes, traumas. So the concept of God at times makes me feel elation. Then there are times where the concept of God makes me feel heavy melancholy. So when it comes to even Jesus, there are times where I feel like a victor. There are other times where I feel this massive despondency. And I would say I have these same feelings regarding even the Holy Spirit, the concept of it. Um, why, why, why all the misconceptions about the Bible, why are mistranslations attributed to the Bible, why all these religious texts, if according to scripture, God is monotheistic, But why am I witnessing polytheism in the Bible? See, some people would say, I heard you say you were atheist Unitarian Universalist in one episode. What did you mean by that? I would say, again, any depiction of God that is about violating human rights and abusing human rights, I completely reject those depictions of any deity and any Christ figure. If you're to te- if you're to say that God is on the side of races who sl- enslaved, plundered, raped, beaten, killed, lynched. black indigenous people of color for over 400 years I don't believe in such a God I don't believe in any God that is for bigotry for discrimination for small-mindedness, for close-mindedness, for narrow-mindedness, for the one-track-mindedness, for intolerance, for segregation, for escapism, for separatism, for pessimism. For nihilism, for paranoid 
fatalism. For elitism. For tribalism. For cronyism, for nepotism. That's what I mean when I say I'm an atheist Unitarian Universalist. I reject all inhumane characterizations of deities and Christ figures and supernatural beings and otherworldly beings. To mischaracterize the concepts of these beings as being the purveyors of world domination, I say, I dismiss them all if those depictions turn out to be true. I am open to supernatural beings, otherworldly beings, deities, even Christ figures that are for international human rights everywhere. It would be nice if science can confirm that to be true. So when it comes to religion and believing in God and believing in Jesus, I have more questions than answers. I don't have more answers than questions. I have more gray areas than black and white. I don't have more black and white than gray areas. I don't have more solved mysteries than mysteries. I have more mysteries than solved mysteries. I have more un I have more unfilled blanks than filled blanks. I don't have more filled blanks than unfilled blanks. So would it be nice if God turns out to be real? Yes. Because it would be a lot easier to at some point have all of the wisdom I need about all the pain in my life and the lives of others. Can I fully prove the existence of God? I don't have the scientific capability to do so. Um, Would it be nice if I died that Jesus turns out to be the one that my grandma said is the one, would be nice. Because I have so many questions to ask Jesus, like, Jesus, why did you allow my grandma Clara to experience unapologetic racism in your face, Jim Crow, segregation? Why did you allow so many predominantly white churches to burn predominantly black churches that killed black Christian children. I don't understand the heartlessness of this life. But 
That's why I let those mysteries be. Um, I think that there are things about life that have turned out to be so monumentally beautiful that that's what makes me think there is at least the possibility of a deity, a Christ figure, or both. Now, I honestly say I I don't fully know in terms of I don't have all of the evidence to back up these things. I don't. I'm talking about I don't have all the scientific, mathematical evidence to prove it. Um, it's a gray area. It's one of those gray areas where where there are contradictions, when there are th- depictions of even God that shows the endorsing of human suffering like the story of God and Job how does evil that believers call Satan end up in a perfect paradise that believers call heaven you have evil in a place supposed to be completely good but in this earth that believers say God created, but you're endorsing human suffering by allowing Job to be tormented by your arch nemesis that believers call Satan. See, this is why the concept of, you know, and then with a Christ figure. Are we, don't we need to be preserved in terms of we're innately good? Can we be saved from the inhumanity of life? Is, it, is that a better definition of what, of what believers say saved? Shouldn't we be saved from that? But we need to be preserved, meaning all the good in us needs to be protected so we can um war against the inhumanity that life brings in a myriad of forms so the even the word savior or you know jehovah makes me think have we not defined it as well as we should are there better words to use or are the words fine, but we need to have better definitions? Isn't saved more about, let's say, my cat is stuck in the tree and you have these vicious dogs trying to climb up the tree to bite my cats for meal purposes. Isn't that what I 
what my cat needs to be saved from. Isn't that a metaphor for you got these vultures trying to abuse children? Isn't save and delivering and set free and healing, aren't word, those words better used in that way? But what about preservation? The people that are already safe, why not safeguard what's already good about them so they don't ever have the whole controversial phenomenon of turning into monsters, leeches, metaphorical vampires. So I acknowledge the agnostic theism deism of my life. Um, do I have absolute truth? I don't claim to be the purveyor of all truths. Do I have absolute certainty? Because I always need to learn, grow, and evolve, I'm not the purveyor of all certainty either. Um, Do I have skepticism in my heart? Yes, because I, I acknowledge the limitations of knowledge. I do acknowledge the limitations of knowledge. I do acknowledge that there always needs to be continual testing due to systematic doubt because we need to always obtain knowledge. Is there is there a need for intellectual caution and healthy suspension of judgment? Yes, because we don't want to be reckless in our judgments. Now, the subjectivity of moral values, the relativity, the arbitrariness, do they exist? Yes. Is there cynicism and pessimism that are real? Yes. Just look at the news. All you gotta do is look at the news. The news is wealthy due to the cynicism and pessimism of humans. Is there a... Is there not enough positivity being shown in the news? Sadly, yes, because humans won't buy it. Is there a lack of confidence in positive modes motives for human conduct or positive outcomes for human enterprises? For many people, the answer is yes. And I am always accepting of credible evidence that's irrefutable. 
So therefore, I um, am always updating my opinions, my convictions, my outlooks on life, my life views and my worldviews. I'm always updating my lens. I'm not of rigidity when it comes to my thought patterns, my belief patterns, and my interpretations because rigidity regarding these things it shows an unwholesome human existence which is quite dangerous. So I'm rejecting of false information, but I am accepting of true information. My skeptical outlooks are actually sensible because it's not about refuting just to refute. It's about I want to be the most empathetic me, the most compassionate neighborly me to myself and others that I know myself to be. And so I'm very grateful that um, I am filled with I am filled with re- with religious skepticism. I am filled with scientific skepticism, empirical skepticism, and activist skepticism. Because none of those systems are perfect. So my skepticism regarding those aspects of life are extremely healthy. Um, Overall, I'm pro-science, I'm pro-activism, I'm pro-empiricism, and I always appreciate the fact that there are many good people who just happen to practice a religion or more than one religion but they don't allow themselves to be rigidly dogmatic, meaning they never expand nor broaden their humane love for self, and for others, especially the ones who don't think like them, live like them, or love like them. And um, I do have skepticism regarding philosophies because even philosophies are not 100% perfect. But I do appreciate philosophies that have been shown to be wholesome.
So thank you for letting me doubt out loud. And now I want to say this about sex and organized crime. Let's start organized crime. In organized crime world I grew up in, there were a lot of unlettered, untutored, unschooled, illiterate people of miseducation and uneducation who dropped out of middle school, junior high school, and high school. I knew some who actually dropped out of elementary school, even kindergarten and pre-K. That's how broken their homes were. That's how dysfunctional their families were. And they were illiterate, couldn't read, couldn't write, couldn't spell, couldn't count, couldn't do arithmetic, so other people had to do those things for them. Um, People had to do everything for them. They had no life skills, so other people who knew all the life skills of life had to do all the life skills for them. That's why there was a lot of grudges and bad blood that ended in violence and murder. People getting jumped. People getting gang raped and gang killed. You had a lot of beef culture, feuding culture that was vicious and malicious. And as for the sex part of my life, I believe I value permission. So, for example, I've said this before. Let me say it again, because sometimes people forget and you have new listeners. So let's say I have a very good friend, but not to be had on normative. I'm just throwing out an example. Let's say I met their mom and there was a healthy attraction between us. And I, and I know it's awkward, super awkward, but it just has to be said. It depends on the type of friend that I have as a good friend. All good friends are different. Some friends would go, no. And some friends would go, yes, but I know you'll treat my mom right. But don't talk to me about it. Depends on what the friend says. If the friend is like, go ahead, then I would lawfully and reasonably act out my attractions. But if the friend says, you better not, I would leave the mom alone in that way. I just wanted to be clear about that. I'm not the type of person that feels things but doesn't care about the impact of what I'm feeling. I'm a, I'm extremely respectful even when it comes to sex. I have a extremely healthy relationship with sex and sexuality. So there's some sex relationships I would not do even if I felt it because those particular people that I wanted to 
those particular people of the people that I wanted to be with said no. It's like this. It could be, let's say I have a colleague and they have a relative of age because all the sex I have means everyone is enthusiastically consenting and old enough to do so. Let's say they have a colleague that has a non that is that sibling is non-binary. I would it's tough because they're a colleague, you're not supposed to share personal information with a colleague, but it, it would I would make a little exception like, hey, um, your non-binary sibling and I have a thing for each other. Is that okay with you? Is there any way that I could express it? If they say no, that's it. I leave it alone. If they say, go ahead. I, I know you'll treat my non-binary sibling with respect and just don't talk to me about it. Okay. Then I would lawfully, reasonably express my attraction. Um, okay. Let's say, because I'm pansexual, that I had an associate or a talk buddy and they had a... A friend that was um, a guy. And something happened between, and something of electricity happened. I wouldn't act on it right away. I would ask, hey, you know. This is my orientation. This is this person's orientation. We have a have a electricity. Is it okay to act on it? Do I leave it alone? They say, mm-mm, then I don't. If they say, absolutely, I'll go right ahead. Let's say this is a genderless person or even a genderqueer person or just a member of the LGBTQI plus community and this is my um, this is the this is their adult stepchild, right? Of all those communities, right? It could be any of those communities. If my if my if the step parent who is my let's say the step parent and I are friendly toward each other which is very friendly we're hangout buddies if the step parent says no, I don't. They say yes, then I do. So there's certain sexual relationships that do require 
um, unanimous approval and just approval in general. Because if you get unanimous disapproval and disapproval, I'm just not, I'm just not going to do it because it's like, I don't want to be a home wrecker because I'm not. And I don't want to fuck up unnecessarily. I don't want to be shitty needlessly. I don't want to be an unreasonable, unlawful asshole that pisses the wrong people off and I didn't have to. And so things like that I really think about. I would never put myself nor anyone else in any casting couch situations because that is just deplorable, horrible to me. And... I'm just so proud of my progress regarding being more conscientious, conscious and cautious about not just my professional life, but especially, particularly my personal life too. Another example, um, let's say sexually, I, um, let's say I had, um, I was attracted to the, a trans person who was the adult child of another friend of mine. The friend's nay or the friend's yay would would be the catalyst of my decision. In a good way. It would be like the nay would mean no, I would not. The yay would, I would mean yes, I would in terms of attraction expression. I didn't want to leave the transgender community out. I didn't want to leave the transvestite or transsexual community out. That's what I mean when I say trans. That means all, it it could be all three or one or two. Um, And then as for... um, I feel um, even personally that I do have healthy relationships, professional and personal, with, you know, people of faith, people of religion, and people of spirituality. 
and all the healthy boundaries are intact when it comes to the both types of relationships. I am for all of the human rights of of people of all religions, all faiths, and all spiritualities. And what makes me secular is that I um, I don't practice any religion, but I am a practitioner of neighborly love. And I'm not a religious bigot. I'm not a secular bigot either. Um, All of my statements and concerns and questions and findings regarding religion are all rooted in universal empathy, global compassion, and international sympathy. So, I'm officially wanting y'all to know that harmful sex and sexuality are no longer in my life. Organized crime, lost miserably and failed miserably. And I can honestly say that I look at the Jesus of history as a Unitarian Universalist who is irreligious. I think any figure of his magnitude would not be easily placing himself within the ultra religious right community because even he would understand that that would alienate the least of these. He was into alienating the most of these. One more example, so... If I had a coworker that I was attracted to and they're attracted to me, because I would never have sex with anyone that's not that's not mutually attracted to me. The attraction has to be mutual between me and them. I said a coworker I was attracted to mutually. As long as it didn't break any company policies, as long as there were no rules forbidding hierarchical and subordinate dynamics and as long as we could keep it extremely professional on the job but outside of work we are doing our thing and no laws are broken and um, there were no 
passing over for promotions or just passing overs in general that would cause rumblings and ruinings of the entities, then I would go for it. Um, even with sex, I'm all about honoring world of work laws and the laws of the land laws. And my last statement would be um, I'm so grateful that I now have a peace of mind and not the chaos of mindlessness.